Nerds International proudly presents... What you are currently listening to is bonus content, and it will not affect the scheduling of your regular Tabletop Twats episodes. So, please sit back and enjoy. Diggity, check thyself, you lesty wreck thyself, it's Chaboy Harrison here. Um, yeah, and I just want to say that this is a bonus content. That's all, bye. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, this is a recording of a live Q&A on Discord that we did. And um, basically, the way it worked was that some people chimed in with their voices and spoke to us using the medium of voice, while some people were tap, 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 tapping away on the old uh, keys and getting in the chat there. So, uh, yeah, that was basically how it worked. And this is a recording of that. Um, just to let you know that uh, Peter, who was uh, in the chat most of the time, Nick and I were all drinking as well. So it gets a bit rowdy in there, ladies and gentlemen, but a bit rowdy. So, uh, yeah, just uh, be warned. You've been, or you've been warned. You've been warned. Okay. But just sit back and enjoy. All right. I'm going to try and edit this down into something listenable. But if it isn't, I apologize. All right. Bye. Hello, Richard Woolcock. Hello, Harrison Hunt. How are you doing? I'm doing okay, and are you? How are you doing? I'm feeling pretty awful, actually. I'm feeling, uh, oh, I don't know, I feel pretty depressed. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's understandable. But no, Nick is Nick is on his way. He's uh, he's crashed on the way home because I kept calling him, telling him to hurry up. So he's dead. Okay. He's dead. That, that's, that's a shame. Hey. Uh, anyway, on with the show. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, but basically, everyone that is here now currently listening, if you want to type in questions in the chat or if you want to join in by talking at any point, then please do because, um, you know, Lord knows you don't want to listen to my stupid voice or just my stupid content. And what I've done is I've gone on one of these really stupid um, websites all about dating, and I've got all these questions, like 200 questions to get to know somebody. So when Nick finally fucking gets here, I've got all these really dumb dating questions that I'm going to ask him. So it will be fucking amazing. But we're going to be here for two hours, and I'm going to, I'm also going to be drinking, so I'm going to gradually get more and more pissed as this goes on. Well, at least you turned up. Oh, Nick says just booting up the PC. Hey, that's good. Yeah, put your wife on the show. She looks better anyway. Yeah... But she hates RPGs. She said it makes her cringe. <laughs> I tried to get her to play um, uh, Dungeon Call Classics on my birthday. And I said that she genuinely might like it. And she said, okay, what, what are the choices of characters? And I said, well, there's a warrior and a cleric. And she was just like, okay, I'll stop you there. So no role-playing in, in your household then, huh? Not even in well, the not, not that sort of role-playing anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, there's... Yeah, sometimes I'll come in and pretend to be a plumber. But... I think that she the, the trouble is is that all breaks down when I actually try and fix the toilet and then it doesn't work. So it's hard to be a sexy plumber when you can't fix a toilet. Yeah, but you have to focus more on the on the dodgy moustache, you know. That's the important <laughs> thing. How did you know my wife has a dodgy moustache? Hello Bill, how's it going? Fine, how are you? Mm. I'm really good. No, I'm not. I'm depressed. I meant depressed. Yes, well, why are you depressed? Cuz Nick's let me down, man. He's not even here. He's just booting up his PC. Huh. He's King Letdown. Well, he can't get the staff no more. I'm really glad that I get a chance to slag him off, though. Yeah, well, he's not here. Exactly, exactly. but we'll hear it on the recording. Oh. oh, well, fuck him. Fuck him. I've had a, I've had half a beer. 
I think we should go to the Winchester and let it all blow over. Very good. Good reference. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that's what this room's called. Fifth edition, Bill. You're running it. <laughs> yeah, well, I've been I just after something for a change. Just been looking at that because the, the rule set's so good on fancy grounds and things. So, yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna abandon Savage Worlds and switch to fifth edition? No, I'm still running like two Savage Worlds campaigns. It's still my uh, favourite setting. Just um, well, you, you can't beat beating up baddies, can you? Hello. Fucking Hi, finally, you dickhead. Where where the hell were you? Okay, now we can't hear him. <laughs> no, I don't think he can hear us. I can hear you now. All right, good. We can hear you too. Hi, Nick. Excellent. Where Hello, everybody. Everyone, everyone's been worried sick about you, mate. Yeah, oh, she cat. Our cat's fine. That's not I'm what you usually missed. say, Bill. It isn't. How was your pussy? Thank you very oh, much. You missed my cat's bill, didn't you? You haven't seen him for ages. I know. They usually sit on your shoulder while you're role-playing. They're like really friendly. And oh, no, he doesn't mean role-playing well. as in the role-playing game sense. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Nick, I was just telling <laughs> these guys that I've got some um, some mad bants on the go because I've got some uh, dating questions as well uh, for you. So, at any point, I might be asking you some of these. Just randomly shotgun them out of nowhere. But what we really want to know is where the fuck were you? Uh, I I hit a bit of traffic on the way home. And oh yeah! I... Oh, you think you're really you? Why you? Who the fuck do you think you are? I know. Sorry. Um, who the I'm fuck do you think you are? You think you, Mister Big Shot, getting stuck in traffic? <laughs> <laughs> who do you think you are? At this time of night. Um, yeah, and then I got home and let's quickly talk to my wife and a friend and then open a powerful bottle of cider. But I'm here. Can you get your wife and her friend on on now, please? Well, they're downstairs. I'm sure. I'm well, sure I want to ask them. I want to ask them who the fuck they think they are. Actually, yeah. Wait till they've had a bit of a drink. Yeah. And then get them on. <laughs> what kind of art do you enjoy the most, Nick? Art. This oh, is one no, of my. Well, this is one of my questions from my dating website. This is how to get. Art. This is how to get to know a guy. Do you know what I mean? I'm quite partial to a Salvador. I've got a Salvador Dali up in my. Oh, hallway. you pretentious prick. <laughs> I get a bit aggressive. I've had not half a, real... a can of beer. <laughs> oh, here we go. Not a real one, obviously. But yeah, I've got. Uh, I've got. Uh, I, I quite like Dali. Um, Some of these questions are so stupid. One of them is, "Where would you rather be from?" Compton, yeah, mate. Compton. 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 Uh, it's so stupid. It's, this is like this is a like a dating website. It's like how to get to know a man. What website oh, wow. do you visit most often? So like, definitely don't ask that one. Don't ask that question. <laughs> X videos. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I mean, of uh, uh, I mean, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> it's all. It's, it's yeah. I mean, porn uh, Reddit. Porn Reddit. No, oh, that's Reddit's worse than some porn sites. I think. Yeah, well, it depends on which subreddit. I mean, no, I'm not even going to say. Oh, I just remembered a really bad one just then. I don't even want to say it. What What one thing do you want, but you can't afford? Oh, <laughs> to be retired. Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, to not work. What do you consider to be your best find? Actually, that's a good one. Because what's your best RPG find? Do you reckon? Oh, call a cat Fulu, I think. Are you joking? That's easy. For me, for me, like no, for one that I found that wasn't um, you know recommended or well known or what have you. Yeah, I suppose so. Because it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's a bit of a. Uh, to be honest, recently I'm quite enamoured with um, Dungeon Crawl Classics because oh, that, man. to me, it was a bit of a revelation. Where when I first picked it up, and I was like, "Oh fucking hell!" Actually, 
this simplifies everything so much that I was just like, I can't believe how how brilliant this is and how you can have the a D- You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's like this D20 system that just changes everything and makes it so much so much better than, than all the other ones have to be. Like, I love Pathfinder, but it's just so much fucking attrition and boring shit. When, yeah. uh, But then you've got this game that comes along and, like, just streamlines all of it and just makes it all, all about death. Bill, he says, I'd like to know a bit more about DCC. So, I'll give you a bit of a rundown on it, Bill. Basically, in Dungeon Crawl Classics, it's kind of like an OSR um, game, old-school revival game. So it has like the old school classes, like in uh, original D and um, where race and class are one and the same. So the classes are elf, dwarf, um, warrior, cleric, thief, uh, hobbit. Well, it's halfling, hobbit, but yeah, yeah fuck halfling. That. Yeah. So uh, the cool thing is, is that it's kind of like um, it's this much more um, simplified system. So you've got like. Um, all the attack rolls and things like this, but it's it's basically where characters' HP is much lower and all the fighting systems are much simpler. It's all done with theater of the mind and um, attack maneuvers are very few and far between. So you're basically um, much more likely to die, but you're also much more likely to kill. And then each class has like their own unique thing they can do. So for example, um, warriors have mighty deeds of valor so like every round in you don't have an attack bonus instead you have an attack bonus dice if you're a warrior so you roll a d3 as well and if you get a 3 on that you get to do a mighty deed of valor which means you do like you can trip the enemy over disarm them or chuck them down a stairwell or something like this yeah um, and then the magic's thief, pretty neat yeah magic is awesome so each spell has a unique table so if you have a spell all you do is print off that page and bring it to the table and every time yep. you want to cast the spell, you just roll a d20 and the uh, page tells you what happens. Brilliant. Yeah, nice and easy. Cracking. And um, yeah, it's just to focus on really weird shit. So we played a really cool adventure called um, Intrigue in the Court of Chaos where we had to go to another dimension and retrieve an egg from uh, the plane, the <laughs> yeah, plane of law. Yeah, a egg, no less. Yeah. That was that was so fucking cool. I love the uh, just yeah the kind of visualization of it all and the, the, the nice little passages and stuff that you read out from it when it's like really. Pete's having a nightmare here. So what, Pete? What are you saying there? You sort of. I like Pete interrupting the stream there to have a little moan. What's going on? <laughs> What's your fucking problem, mate? Here he is. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's your favourite art, Pete? What's your what's your favourite? Who's your favourite artist? We've was. Come on, you feel the need to interrupt us talking about Dungeon Crawl Classics. So, uh, who's your favourite artist? Mate. Sorry, mate. I was just trying to sort out fucking Discord and making sure we could finish watching the end of uh, Baby Driver. Okay. okay. Well, that's really interesting for everyone listening. Yeah, sorry, Thanks, mate. mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, favourite art, art? Your mum's. Oh, here he is. <laughs> Someone's out of beer. Uh, Sadmar's just asked, doesn't Dungeon Crawl Classics also use player-facing? <laughs> Okay, player facing is basically when the players make all the rolls. So you don't roll for the monsters attacking the players, but the players just make their defensive rolls. Uh, no, you do roll for the monsters attacking the players. You do? Okay, I'm, I'm overthinking something else then. Yeah. There's, there's one of these games which is like Sounds that, where basically the, the, the dungeon master or the game master makes no rolls themselves. They just move the monsters around, and then the players make their defensive rolls. No, uh, the, it does say in the book, um, I don't know if this is like an old school thing or something like this, it does say that you should um, roll in front of the players, though. That's one thing it says. Oh, Eric, but... Eric said Dungeon World. Maybe that's that one, Rich. Ah, yes. That's what I'm thinking. I'm sorry. 
Mm, uh, you can discuss go. that next time then. That would be a good one to discuss because that's it's kind of it's a a bit of a strange system. That's, that's interesting. interesting yeah. Well. Yeah. Because um uh, no you yeah you definitely did roll for it but um they uh yeah it was it was brutal as fuck I think that it was um it had realistic damage to it I mean you can roll up a character um at level zero that has one HP easily I mean but that that makes sense because you're you're a commoner you you could just if if a fucking monster swings at you yes it could easily kill you in one hit but yeah. You could make it to level one, which means you're an accomplished guy. You, if you're level one in that game, that means you're a warrior that is, um, or, or a thief, or whatever that has achieved something. You've become that through uh, facing hardship. But you oh, could still only have, you could still idea. like only have two HP. You, I've trained for a year. I'm now a warrior, and I've been through all of this shit. I saw thirty men die in that first dungeon. Oh, what a terrible time it was. I've got two hit points. Two HP. Like taking two two stab wounds or something, or just the one. No, I mean, yeah, it could be one, Pete. I mean, the thing is, like, yeah, you could literally turn rock up day one. You go right. Time for the second dungeon. Okay. My real adventure. My coming of age. <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> so basically, what you're saying is, an axe to the face will just destroy you. Totally, no, totally. We will. I mean, like you said, on the last time that we played it, fucking Nick's no, yeah, Nick's character died because he took one hit to the face with a warhammer. That was it. Game over. By but a, that's the by thing. A PC. Yeah, getting to level five or getting to level fifteen, which is the max level, it should be an achievement in that game, and it's it's bloody hard, but it is mm-hmm. it's more realism, I guess. In terms of also, in terms of damage that you can take, it's realism. No, definitely. Also, Bill, it's great value for money, mate. So, um, in the chat, uh, 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 Eric and Bill, you're talking about the strange. What's the strange? Is that where you sit on your hand and make it go numb so that when you have a wank, it feels like someone else is doing it? <laughs> the strange is with the the cipher system. It's like uh, uh, X Files type of game. A little bit you investigators. Yes, yes. Oh, you, oh. you can you can travel to other uh, dimensions and realities. Uh, there's a lot of different flavors to it. Each world is different, and when you move on to a ne- another world, you take on uh, the trappings of that world. So if you were just like a street thug in the modern world our world then you mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. uh travel to like a fantasy world they have a fantasy world there while you might be you know a highwayman you'll you'll have abilities that match the the theme of your character in whatever world you end up in so like your character sheet you get you got your starter character sheet but when you go to another world you can have an add-on that you you just uh paste onto your character sheet that will transform your character a little bit the stats and all and that kind of stuff that sounds awesome it's a cool concept and there there's even some adventures that have uh cthulhu flavored that's i ran one game and it was like that like a an investigation so sexy that's pretty much it in a nutshell so frog dick (laughs) let's talk to frog dick frog dick Unmute your mic. Frogdick, have you run Tales from the Loop yet? No, I have not. I'm waiting for Con on the Cob. Okay. Have you read the book of... Shut up, Nick. Have you read the book yet, Frogdick? Yes, I've read the entire book and I put it on my blog. 
Okay, summarize it now in words immediately on the spot. Uh, you're playing as kids between the ages of 10 to 15, and you're solving strange mysteries in your in uh, either Switzerland, I think it is, or uh, um, the desert in uh, the United States. What? So you play as kids? Is it sort of like your typical uh, knights, clerics, that kind of thing? No, you're actually playing as kids, like uh, a bookworm. Um, a worm. Sorry, I'm being deliberately obtuse. Yes, okay, I, I do, I do kind of know. It's like it's like in a modern day, isn't it? And it's kind of like Stranger Things. Well, it's it's not really modern. It's more in eighties. Eighty. Now we're talking. No, it is Stranger Things. Why did you do a Fonz impression? Hey, because I was born in the eighties, so I don't know. <laughs> so, do you like it, Matt? Uh, I. Is it nice? Uh, like I, ha I haven't run it, um, so I'm kind of curious. The DM doesn't roll any dice, right? So it's uh, the DM just you know makes the shit up for all the other players. Is that right? Because we've been playing um, Gen Lab Alpha, and Nick rolls dice. Have you been doing yeah, it wrong, no. Nick? No. Do you uh, think Sneak versus Scout things like that? Have you been doing it wrong, Nick? Or does it use no, a different I've system? Read, I've read that book three times. I, I don't know. To be honest with you. So I think, it, I think it's a similar system. It's not the same. Oh, okay. <clears throat> oh, we might need to edit something out of the podcast we just recorded. Both then the same people. So yeah, 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 yeah. I thought they were the same system. So I'm glad we cleared that up because we just said some stuff that we need to cut out of the podcast we just recorded <laughs> because uh, we were like, oh, oh, uses the same system. Where because we just often just say stuff we think is right and then just later <laughs> on are corrected about it. That's why we got a new segment. Yeah, that's why we had yeah, to bring in the feedback more, segment. I think it's more closer to, to Coriolis than it is to um, any of the mutant year zero. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. Still, okay. Is it still D6 uh, pool-based, uh, Matt, when you're looking for one one success? Or yes. one secret success, yeah. Can you play uh, a um, raccoon with a knife? No. Boring! Um, so Bill's saying nothing wrong with anthropomorphism. Zovia says we're all guilty of it. <laughs> um, Zovia, do you... I don't know. Do you think Bill means something else? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, no. OG. I think he used the term correctly. Oh. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Oh, dear. Some filthy stuff going on in the chat. Is there, is there ever not a time where there's filthy shit going on in your chat? Isn't it? You're getting Larry again, mate. He's, no, he's just, giving it the large tonight, asking, isn't he? He's coming. Just merely asking the question, isn't it? <laughs> mate, you've been oh, on one episode, you've had one beer, you're getting all Larry, mate. Look. Two, you uh, two actually, he can't count, isn't it? <laughs> oh, you fucking piece of shit. You, look, you were good on the you were good on the Street Fighter episode. You were good on it, all no, right? No, I wasn't. I was fucking inaccurate. My my information was shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get my Street Fighter knowledge out, and I was fucking in there as the expert. Oh, hey, come on, mate! Don't put yourself down because we did a pretty good job of putting putting you down when we did this last episode. No, no. To be fair, you uh, pretty much, yeah. This was no. This was our most. This was our most listened to episode for a very long time. So thanks for that. Especially in such a short time, yeah. it exploded. Are you walking back down the pub again? No, I'm walking home, mate. No. <laughs> no, you, I, I think you did a cracking job I, I had a really good fun uh, fun time speaking about it on the podcast but um, yeah, I man. will say um, 
Yeah, the funny thing was is that there, we had a lot of feedback about it, and my favourite one was that fucking about 20 fucking people said to me, um, actually, M. Bison was printed up in the book. It was just in a separate book. And I'm like, fuck off. No, we we did I say... I first edition, you dickbags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, was, it wasn't in that fucking book. It wasn't, and we said that. But it was just like... Yep. Everyone was saying, uh, actually, it was printed. And it's like, no, you dickhead. It's, it wasn't in the book. We said it wasn't in the book and it wasn't in the fucking book. But nonetheless, I, I just feel like if you're printing a game up that's supposed to include all of those characters um, or, or be a Street Fighter game and you... it's the, the, the fucking thing only has 12 characters. How, how can you not include those people? I mean, it's just crazy. It's, I mean, it's, considering that Saga, uh, Balrog, Bison and Vega are all like added in before cammy and dj and all that it's crazy it's crazy yeah it's like it's like if you was running a story and you never bought the um the add-on bits you'd be like right i'd be like i punched this guy once to me yeah that that's that's tantamount to releasing a super mario rpg and then saying super mario's um absent from this one but by the expansion and uh luigi yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 you want luigi buy the luigi expansion did anyone hear that that's my wife oh Carmen, come here. <laughs> oh dear. God. Sorry. Sorry. Like crazy over here. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you one? Oh. Oh. I've used that one. No, well, probably. It's my feet, isn't it? <laughs> Hello, Carmen. <laughs> You're live on Big Brother. Please do not swear. Fuck. Just sound. Peter, come on. Right, have some. <laughs> right, mute your microphone, you dick. Okay, <laughs> Carmen, hello. She's gone, mate. Oh dear. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, Peter. Look what you look what you've done. So um yeah. So Nick, let me ask you another dating question. Oh, so course, this is yeah. so these questions. There's 200 questions to ask your man when you go out wow. on a date with him, right? What's your claim to fame? <laughs> I met Paul McCartney once. You shitting me? No. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> Cheers, man. I was fixing lampposts in uh, St. John's Wood. and um, Do you yeah, mean stealing thing. them? No. <laughs> Taking the lead. Um, I was, um, no, I was, I was fixing some lampposts when I used to fix lampposts. And um, this big old shaggy dog come walking over to me. So I started saying hello to it. And uh, look up and it's Paul McCartney's dog. He's like, all right. <laughs> I, was like, uh, uh, I didn't know what to say to him. And he asked me what I was doing. And I told him I was fixing a lamppost. He told me I was doing a great job. I bet it was more like, I'm fixing a lamppost. Yeah, pretty much. It was back when he was with Heather. Do you remember Heather, that woman that had one leg? Oh, peg leg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, he said bye, darling, when she went into the park. So uh, I'm going to answer the question too. My claim to fame is I met, I met Boris Johnson, who was the former mayor of London. Hey. Okay, good. Right. Um, <laughs> What's the most heartwarming thing you've ever seen? Uh. <laughs> oh my god! Uh. That to me? Yes, you idiot. Who is it going to be to? Uh. Well, I'm not asking Pete. He's not part of the podcast, is he? He's just an occasional <laughs> guest. I do love him very much, but these date questions are for you. I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to romance you. Right. What's the, what's what's the sweetest thing I've ever seen? No, most heartwarming. It doesn't have to be oh. sweet. If maybe maybe something absolutely disgusting warms your heart because you're a dis- dirty <laughs> Satanist. I don't know. 
degenerate fool. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, the good stationary collection. You, you fucking boring wanker. No, so what warmed your heart? There's got to be a memory that you know. Just, uh, just be honest with me. Even if it is really lame and, and genuinely emotional, we'll all take the piss out of you. That'll be fine. But the fact of the matter is, you got to say, you got to answer honestly. This is, this is because people here. They're fans of you. They actually want to get to know you. So tell me, what is it? What's the most heartwarming thing you've ever seen? Um, probably okay. Well, when I when I befriended a bunch of kittens on holiday and then fed, fed them every day, and oh, then they all came God. out. God, I'm gonna be sick. It's <laughs> quite cute. I'm gonna be sick on my own lap. I'm a nice guy. I like kittens. <laughs> you, you're not. You're not though. I think deep down you're actually evil. No, uh, that is. I suppose that is quite nice, but it's not really heartwarming, uh, is it? How many of them were rabid? <laughs> <laughs> Pete I've coming in with a real fact that. here. Do you ever tell you well, a story about the crow? Go on. So there was, a, there was a baby crow stuck down the back of my mate's shed, and um, I was like, I've got to save it, I've got to get it out. And then uh, I spent hours trying to jimmy this baby crow out of from um, back from behind the shed. And when I finally got it out and held it, I was like, hold it up and we'll take a picture. And then as I held it up, it bit my ear. <laughs> really God. bad. Fucking God, you idiot. I saved it, though. I like that um, Eric just said that you had to kill two cats to feed the rest. Yeah, that's it. I was, I was sacrificing one each night to keep the others going. Party kill, mate. As obvious as you, you didn't have to, you just did. What was the best compliment you've received? Oh, bloody hell. Who remembers shit like this? Oh, come on. I mean, if, it, if it's touched your heart, you know, it's, it's not a heartwarming moment. Was it from somebody that watched you bash those cats in with your shoe and they just went, hey, that's nice technique, man. I like the way you did that. <laughs> I, it, very good. A nice bash. Imagine, though, imagine if you really went on a date with someone and you started asking these fucking questions. You'd look like a psycho. Wouldn't you just? What's, What's the what, best what? compliment you've received? You go, uh, just going to go to the loo and then you'd run to the front door and go home. <laughs> um, but you have to answer them, mate. You have to answer them cringily, cringy or not. You you have a cool beard. So yeah, what was the best compliment you've ever received? Was it that one you just received from Pete, Nico? Okay, he's gone. Well, that's so that that's that's the end of that. Okay, good. So Peter, yeah, it's pretty bad. you're relatively new to RPGs, and you are currently yeah. preparing a Gotham game using Call of Cthulhu as the basis for the uh, for the um, bloody game there. So yes, I am. How are you doing that? What do you mean? How am I doing that? Like? How are you doing that? Like, uh, what's your what is your approach to doing so? Well, I love Batman. That's more of what I can say about it. Um, I love the mythos of it, and just thought um, Call of Cthulhu will work really well for it because the combat's really good in it, and um, also the investigation side would be perfect for that sort of that sort of setting. So. Yeah. Good point, and not to mention that I think the sanity effects will work well, considering if you have villains such as the Joker. Uh, I'm not thinking of just using Joker, I'm thinking about using other more um, other more different characters, sort of like Scarecrow as well, because that could work quite well with that sort of thing. Oh yeah, totally, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the fear toxin would work very, very well, I think. How, so how have you, how's it going anyway? Have you done much? Uh, making progress, to say the least. Um, I'm hoping to get it up and running soon enough. I mean, you're you're going to be finishing up with BGC, I think, soon. Soon. So mine's next on the agenda. 
Oh, yeah. But um, I do want to run a, an episode of Daring Tales, actually, first. Yeah. Which, um, well, this is what I was saying. I, I would, I would, I would argue that anybody, anybody should run a one shot before they do, before they run anything, basically, because if you're going to do a, a long campaign, you to- you totally should run a one shot of something first, because otherwise, there, there's shit that you're not going to predict. There, there genuinely is. There's always going to be stuff that you're just not going to know. Put it this way, right? Yeah. When James. Clark, um, who is our friend and host on this on this show, um, he wow, that was annoying. Shut Sorry. up, we're talking. When he when he started um, his first Pathfinder campaign, he didn't run a one shot, and the one thing that he didn't anticipate was um, that there was a lot of work that goes into it. Now he knew that, but he didn't know quite how much work goes into running a campaign. If he'd have run a one shot yep. to begin with, he would have known that, you know. And yet, you may think you know, because you you come from it from a player's perspective. And this isn't me being being like patronising or anything like that. But this is from anyone's perspective. As much as you think yeah. you know, you you just don't. And the same goes for you, Nick. When you run your first um, Savage Worlds campaign, there must have been so many things that you just didn't anticipate uh, about DMing that you thought you probably knew. Yeah, I'm sort of expecting there to be a lot of stuff thrown up, like that I'm not really going to be able to expect, but I've got a brief outline of what I want to do. So um, basically, if you go in one direction, I, I've basically got something that might be able to combat that. So mm. I've got, I think I've just got to be really prepared. That's that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, Expect that's basically it. I yeah. mean, if you look at Sean's, um, Sean's one shot that we did for Pub Fulu, where we literally just destroyed that in an hour and a half, he didn't expect that. And he's a long-time DM that that has a good emphasis on freedom. And yeah, that that was something where we we yeah that was that was an odd one. I mean that that was an oddity though. To be fair, I think we broke him that day. But then to be fair, you look at the way that I run campaigns and I do them in a very very open way. Um, and yeah, like even I feel as if like I'm underprepared ninety percent of the time. And, yeah, uh, but you're good. You're good on the fact that you can work on the fly, really, because you've got all that experience. It's not just down to experience. It's just yeah. that that's the way I prefer to do things. I like to give people freedom, but I'm just saying that, like, when I do things and I I like to prefer to do them openly, it's simply because I actually feel like that makes it easier to run almost because I'm just like, well, it could go in any one of a million directions. So that means if I just prepare for everything. Then it means I get it all all of it out the way at one go, and maybe that's a bad way to do it. But it means that um, I get all the work done out of the way in one go. So I just build everything. Well, to be honest, if it works for you, then that's all that matters, really. If it runs a competent and decent game, which you do, why does it matter? I mean, like the comment that I said the other day, where you reuse the map from Shadowrun, absolutely no problem whatsoever because it was a quality map. So um, we've got a um, we've got a few bits of advice in the chat here. So Bill says running stuff in seasons is a good way to go, which Basically is a great like Batman Batman um, uh, Telltale series that would work really fucking well for that sort of thing. Yeah, actually, yeah, very very good point. And uh, Nick um, sort of said that he wanted to pick up his Savage Worlds campaign again and do it in kind of a season based thing. Yeah, please do, um, Nick. Man, that would be amazing. And. That was uh, I, I completely agree because I th- I feel like um, it stops a the DM from getting tired of 
um, of running it, and B, the players getting tired of, of being part of it as well. If if yeah, if it does get stale, um, Zovia says yeah. run a homebrew campaign based on your life story. It'll be very boring, but you'll always know the NPCs' motivations. Uh, yeah, fair <laughs> you, enough. You obviously don't know my life, Zovia. It's pretty fucking interesting. Well, that <laughs> really isn't. No. Um, uh, um, also, yeah. Zovia, yeah, um, reporting from the mean streets. It's pretty hot, pretty horrendous out here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I've been reporter. Um, no, to be fair, uh, it's a very, although she is making a joke there, I do think it's, it's pretty funny because uh, with that advice, um, I actually um, often base most of my NPCs on people I used to work with or people that I know from my real life um, so that I always know the NPC's motivations. <laughs> so it's really weird, but yeah, I, I often um, kind of do do something like that already, which is really funny. Yeah. That's one thing that I'm sort of quite hesitant about with my Batman campaign is how I'm going to incorporate some NPCs into into that campaign. Mm. So um, totally I doable. Have to call if, you, upon that. If, if you want a good villain, pick the biggest cunt that you work with and put them in the campaign. Tweak up the evil and do that. Really good. Well, way, really good way of having a villain. <laughs> I can pick a fair few to be honest. I've worked with a few cunts in my life. Wee. Yeah, we used to work at the same place, didn't we, Pete? Eric follows up. He says, I think GMing is a journey we all need to take. Most won't listen to advice. We need to learn to GM by watching other GMs. I completely agree. Couldn't agree more. Eric, um, stop trying to give me advice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 I couldn't agree more, which is why which is why the advice, uh, even though, like you said, don't people don't listen to advice. Uh, the, the advice I give is to run a... a, a um, a one shot first so that you feel your groove and do what you do you know um and feel the, the way one. that you enjoy it yeah uh there are so many tips i pick up from uh eric's um dm style and when i went to shake on recently um man yeah pete i'm sure that you learned from all the dms there they were fantastic yeah the um god by pirates game just really 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 showed me that you can actually put a lot of humor into a game and not put an emphasis on pvp but it was always lingering in the background that it could be done and it was really interesting how it was incorporated just through mechanics and game design just doing it that way and like i, I don't know that was genius and i i felt like yeah that was that was a a, a situation where um i just felt like i, I mean this will surprise some people but sometimes I feel as if like I'm quite a learned GM and I'm just like oh yeah you know I'm actually alright but then sometimes I'll be like I'll see other people doing it and I'll be like actually I'm a fucking retard because (laughs) there are people there that were just like unbelievable and I was just like oh my god actually maybe I should take a step back and stop being such an arrogant fuck because genuinely these people were amazing and I was just like yeah it, it was amazing like and I've learned a lot from Eric over the years and Nick, some of the stuff that you've been doing recently and my brother as well, the way he designs puzzles and one shots and it is, it is incredible. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah you definitely learn by, by watching other people and just yeah. giving people a big old wall of advice is dumb. But Pete, run a one shot. It's the best yeah, way to learn. I'm definitely going to do it, man. It's going to be, going to be done very soon. And uh, from what I've seen of uh, you guys, like running games, I feel I've learned quite a lot that I, I probably would have the confidence to be able to do it pretty well now. Um, Eric also says that scream at players at random, it keeps them on their toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to with Nick because he constantly fucking talks during a game. So 
<laughs> I'm so I'm so glad that you say that, Pete. Sorry, Nick, but you do a bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. So Pete many times great. where Harrison's just been like, right, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I also say height instead of height. <laughs> It is height, you idiot. I mean height. I got it the wrong way around. <laughs> I say height. Now who's what? One? That doesn't even make sense. I know. You just sounded like a robot like... there. Did you hear that, Pete? Sorry. He just went, what? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I know. A good chum through and through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, she's <laughs> off your nose, mate. And she's from Russia. So even she knows that you're a um, that you don't even speak right English and all that I, shit. I don't speak proper like. And you know where Peter comes from, the most dodgiest. What are you doing? Are you fucking? Are you in a fire? Yes. Burn alive. He's 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 microwaving his kebab that he picked up on the way home. Okay. Nah. I'm glad that. Well, this is real. This is real. This is real professional stuff. I've got a question for you from uh, from a, from one of these dating things. So, <clears throat> if you could be anywhere now, where would you be? Ah, oh, mate. Do I do, see? I could go for a soppy answer. Or I could go for a comedy answer. Do both. All right, comedy answer inside your mother. You know what? Actually, no, because Nick's mum is very sexy. But you know what? That's sexist. So I'm gonna. Say, I'm, I'm actually gonna change it up. I'm gonna go inside your dad. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so there we go. And uh, for the uh, for the fun answer, for the non-fun answer, I'm going to go Morocco because that's like my second home. I love that place. Love it there. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there four times now. I absolutely love it. It's it's my favourite place. It's my favourite place. I love it. I love it. Why? Even though the last time I went there, I got I nearly got robbed and offered weed. Oh, was that a bad thing? Uh, Zofia just said equal opportunity rapist. I'm not sure why. <laughs> That's no way to describe Nick. Because you said mum or dad. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. So I'm not, I'm not a sexist. He's hedging his bets. So yeah, Morocco, mate. That's that's where I'll be. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a question to both of you because Pete, you've joined in quite a lot on this podcast. (laughs) What do you wish your brain was better at doing? (laughs) I originally I read that as Brian, so I was like, who's your Brian? Oh, don't. Do you know what, right? I've got, that's just reminded me of a stupid story. But when I was at school, right, did you ever, if you got in trouble, have to go and write your name on the on, on the board? Never. Yeah. Oh, and right, you kept okay. forgetting yours. You were just no, like, you go, you go up to the board and you write Steve and you'd be like, damn. Oh, it's better than that. No, the, 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 the class idiot, Brian, walked up to the board and ripped brain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a fucking donut. He spell his own <laughs> oh mate but did you ever do the thing the, the terrible thing right I know this is a cliche but it is funny did you ever call the teacher mum by accident yeah yes <laughs> yeah I did it too <laughs> what's the best school prank you can think of oh no the best I mean I used to have immense fun you know you, you remember on the last week of school you, the last week you had to spend there when everyone yep. would just set off fire alarms for a laugh oh uh, yeah yeah, we oh goodness! No, but we, didn't we? we did, but we had such fun, absolute fun. Like, yeah, we spoke about it with Manuel. But we, what we did in our school was, you would try to see how many clocks you could steal. <laughs> so, wow. so, 
Yeah, yeah. So what it was was you would you would we had quite big lockers, right? So it was whoever could fit the most clocks in their locker. So what you would do is you would just steal as many clocks as you could. And I managed to reach five, but that wasn't that was nothing compared to the dizzying heights of my friend Hamza who managed to steal about twenty. And he just his his locker was full of them. <laughs> it was beautiful. Was there, like, was there like a security alert because his locker was ticking so loudly <laughs> it was a bomb or something. That's oh, because oh, he's called Hamza, Nick. Very funny. But no, no, I no the funny that thing that was is that at one point at lunchtime he's like he, he comes up to me and he's like Harrison, do you want to see something? Do you want to see some shit bruv? And I was like I was really I was really jive because I got fucking five clocks and he's like do you want to see some shit mate yeah and he just opens his locker and they just pour out and he's like that's some shit bruv and I was just like yeah actually mate you win now I mean we apart from you know setting off fire extinguishers and stuff like that we didn't really do anything that great but the the whole fucking fire alarm thing was incredible I loved it I don't know why it was just so fun like just to let loose for the last week of school and just set off fire extinguishers Fire alarms, sorry. I remember, I remember the headmaster's um, wife was uh, head of history and someone launched an egg from uh, like the science block and it hit her right in the head and then like the whole mm. school shut down. They <laughs> like, hurt though, man. That is nasty. Have you ever been hit by an egg? Have you ever been hit by an egg? Yes. They fucking uh, hurt. They really fucking hurt. Because the thing is, when the actual egg hits you, that is like getting hit by a rock. The oh, impact. Man. No, it really yeah, hurts. Really I mean, that's... that. The fact that me and Peter have been hit by an egg that shows sort of like what circles we rolled in. <laughs> yeah, it happened to me whilst the car was driving past at thirty miles an hour. That's yeah, awesome. same here. Do you know what the funniest yeah, thing think- was? Is I remember one time my brother uh, the same thing had a drive-by egging happen to him. It was like a fucking. Oh, com- it was Halloween, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a common um, occurrence around here in Halloween. People just get drive-by egged, and um, a drive-by egging happened to my brother. And for some reason, he had a BB gun in his pocket, and his automatic reaction was to spin round, grab the BB gun out of his bag, and start firing at the car. It's like, what's that going to do to a car? What's wrong with you? Being the fact you food at first, would you say it's still your favourite system, or? It's been such a while since I've played it. Uh, there's so many. Good, I don't think I have a favourite system anymore. That's the problem. I, I honestly don't think I do. I love Call of Duty, but at the same time, there's just so many good games out there. I wouldn't ever want to kind of just say, right, that's my favourite. That's it. You know I mean, yeah, yeah, I'd say I'd have to agree with that. There's it's not- a tough now. Back in the day, probably when we were first started, and I had played Call of Duty, and then went on Pathfinder, I'd probably say Call of Duty was still favourite but now since I've played the amount of games I've played now I, I couldn't I couldn't pin down a favourite Street Fighter the RPG is your favourite now I want to play that I remember back in fucking episode 3 of TTT when we um, spoke about our favourite RPG and I said oh my favourite's Pathfinder I fucking love Pathfinder and I still think it's one of my favourites but I remember saying that like I was listening to it recently and I was just like oh mate make a cringe can't believe I said that. Like, like the amount That's of stuff I've played. Do. I know, I know, and the amount of stuff that I've played since, like the how much I've come to love Savage World since being on the Wild Die and stuff like this. I just, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. It just seems dumb. It seems dumb. It's obvious. Says, is there something that other people do often that really bothers you but shouldn't? Like when somebody says all of the sudden. I've never ever heard somebody say all of the sudden. <laughs> I hate it when people say but basically. Do I say that a lot? Yeah, you do. Do I really? Mmm, a lot. Oh, fucking hell, that's embarrassing. It's one of your auto called. 
don't know. Uh, auto responses. Oh, it's like, yeah. You oh, yeah. Like, um, so Zovia's saying it, it, basically all of the sudden is common in the US. Of course it is. Um, common here is at the end of the day. I fucking hate at the end of the day, but I say it all the time as well. I say it. I say that a lot. So it's one of the things. Turn around, turn around is another one. I turn around and said, "Fuck off, mate." Yeah, why? Why were you facing turn the other around. way? I turn around. <laughs> I turn around to him and I said, "Fuck you." It's like, why were you facing the other way? And yeah, I hate that. And I hate saying at the end of the day. But yeah, the annoying thing is, is that um, it's it's a, it's like a um, like a filler thing that people say to, to, to kind of fill time. Loud eating really pisses me off, but apparently I do it. But you know when you're doing it, you don't know it? Yeah, that's true, actually. So my wife often tells me, she's like, can you shut the fuck up? And I'm like, what? And she's like, you're eating so loudly. And I'm like, I, I, I wasn't even aware. RPG-wise, what's something that bothers you but shouldn't? Mattering. Mm, actually, no, yeah, but I would say that that should. Me. That should bother you. Yeah, sorry. Um, something that bothers me but See, shouldn't. Using my dice. That's something that bothers me. If people use my dice... Oh, same, yeah. Yeah, you're going to fucking die. See, it doesn't make a difference, but I feel like if somebody uses my dice, they're using up the dice's mojo. We're all a bit pressured like that, I think, though, because no one ever, ever touches anybody else's dice on our table. Okay. Um, All right, I've got one, then. People who don't bring pencils. <laughs> Shut up, Peter. <laughs> I, I don't think I've I don't think I've bought a pencil in about the last two years I've been playing RPGs. <laughs> I'll bring about four just to make sure. Um, Richard comes in with a good one. What about mobile phones? I remember watching an actual play recently, and one of the players was playing with her phone the whole damn time. Nobody else seemed to care, but even watching it in someone else's game drove me nuts. Oh, we were going quiet, mate. I couldn't agree more. I fucking hate people using their phone at the table i fucking hate it zovia she's just agreed with it i couldn't agree more now this has been a point of contention for me where i, I don't know how to deal with it i just don't know how to deal with it because in in, in uh, listen i obviously come across as um, you know maybe in com- confidence to the point of annoying arrogance but the point is is that i'm actually genuinely very socially awkward and uh, don't know how to deal with things so when people are using their phone i would love to just be like put your fucking phone away you prick but i can't do that i just can't so i will honestly just be like well we will go quiet or we'll just be like yeah, don't it, don't it trails off does it yeah so i'll be like so what does your character do to the person that's using their phone, they or go, something oh, like this, it works. Yes, yeah, yes. It, it tends it tends to work, and I think we all know who we're talking about. But the point <laughs> is, is that like when yeah, I wonder who that would be. It's just it's just so hard. Like I don't want to keep bringing it up because in case it's important, but we all know it's not. But the point is, is that like it's it's really hard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know because okay. I I just in Britain it's it's like so. It's so polite, and everyone has such a fucking awkwardness about bringing stuff up when it is genuinely quite rude to put, bring your phone out. Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, yet, so for some, yet for some reason, right. you can't do it. Like, none of us bring our phones out, and we all just check it during the break. Yeah. yeah. Or if it's like, really important, we will, but like mostly, no. And the best one is if you're GMing, you're normally providing the music as well. So if it's coming from your phone, it's like, don't go near it at all. People who don't bring notebooks or take notes during a game. Yeah, that's um, annoying because then, well, it's a little bit, you always need someone to take notes. If it's, if someone's, it, then fine, but there's nothing worse than nobody because then it'd be like, well, 
you spoke to this guy last week. What did he say? What's oh, the guy's yeah, name? I'm like, oh shit, I can't remember. Um, important. You know, when something important comes up in a game, when GM tells you this information, you're like, I need to remember this because it'll be so random to what you're doing at the time or whatever. It's like you know you need to take it, and if no one jots it down, it is infuriating. You're usually good for that, Nick. But that remind. What the fuck is it? This chat about necrophilia going on in the chat here. What? It would only be Eric, though, and it's rave way for two seconds. And on here. Speaking of minis, oh, just Eric finished Carter. painting a demon miniature. Turned out pretty good for my second one. Let's see pictures, says Frog Dick. Eric, Eric asked earlier um, if any of us paint minis. No. Yeah, yeah, yes. I do. I do. I, 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 I absolutely do. love it. I, I really enjoy painting minis when I have the time. Um, yeah, Nick, you do as well, don't you? Mm-hmm. Not very good at it, but I do enjoy it. It's very relaxing. Do you remember I we had a paint set? Yeah, we had a paint session in your garden, didn't we? A few beers, a few paints. It's wicked, mate. Yeah. I, yeah, I Pete, you should... To, but I just never had the chance to. I've got Nick's oh, paint set oh, all in my house. house. <laughs> no, it's a communal paint set, isn't it? We've got a communal paint set, mate. Oh, yeah, because I've, I've contributed some to it. Nick's contributes... Well, Nick contributed the main lot, really, to be honest. Okay. But, um, and I've I'm got some... Um, I've got some fucking minis that need painting. But, yeah, if you buy a mini and you paint it, it's so rewarding, man. You spend, I don't know, it takes me a long time, but, like, I, I, I absolutely love it. You spend, like, fucking four or five hours, you know, painting a mini, and when we you can have use a it... soon, actually. Yeah, and when you use it in the game, oh, yeah. it's so relaxing. You just put some music on, fucking paint the thing up. It's it's so rewarding. It genuinely is. Brilliant. Have you seen Winter Eternal Adventure Guide Volume 1, Nick? Tell me more. Um, well, it's got some very decent maps in there by, you'll never guess who... Tell me who. It's only fucking Zovia maps. No way. Their maps are so good, mate. You will jizz. But then when that's all cleaned up, have a look at the maps. Because they're that good. (laughs) (laughs) And Zovia's branching out. She's doing um, doing other stuff now, isn't she? Porn. Yeah. Rule 34. (laughs) She's she's branched out into doing deviant art. (laughs) Sonic. Sonic porn. (laughs) <laughs> who hasn't done Sonic porn though moving into sci-fi slash modern okay that's fair go. enough what do you mean mm-hmm. Sonic sci-fi slash modern Sonic deviant art porn yeah I was going to say rule 34 <laughs> sci-fi modern yeah yeah it's two maps having sex <laughs> <laughs> bummed in bummed in the gob by my own map by Chuck Tingle oh my god Chuck I'd love to do porn maps. Short, not sure where to start though. Well, um, I know to um, start with the dick. Peter said, "Zovia, um, you're quite friendly with Digital Dungeon Master, right?" He has mentioned on several occasions the Dave Cave. Now, this would be the perfect place to start because the Dave Cave is a modern saying, and he said that it's littered with dildos and paraphernalia, <laughs> and that it is a treacherous dungeon. So, I think that would be the perfect place to start. So that is another that is shout out number two of the night goes to the digital dungeon master who is a great friend of ours who has uh, yep. his name is Dave and he's got the Dave Cave which is a hideous place. We need the special edition Zovia map Dave Cave. Yeah, if you do that, I'll I'll, I'll buy it. You know, I'll up I'll, we, yep. we'll up the amount we're playing on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Barren and moist, she says. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, creases. All right, cool. Oh, for fuck's oh, sake, no. frog dick. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Aaron's posted a picture of a frog penis. <laughs> the biggest penis. This is it. Seen. This is it. This is the lowest. <laughs> this is the lowest it's ever gotten. It would be Eric. <laughs> Fuck sake. All right, get it off. I want it gone. I want it gone. Zovia, can you help me out here, mate? Post, post some more K's. Thank you. Jesus creases. Right, Eric, don't do that again. This is coming from the guy who once said, I'm going to fuck you straight in the shit. No, he said, I'm going to fuck your mum straight in your the mom. shit pipe. Oh, that, that's true. Oh, dear. What the fuck did I just see? What have we wrought? <laughs> Sorry. Nice. <laughs> Nick, you look like an egg wearing... You look like an egg with a beard placed atop a pile of washing. Nice. I um, was up the pub once, and then uh, I was drinking, and then I accidentally, forget it, forget it, it was, I, I what, no, I'm not, okay, Zovia, more questions, right, okay, we're going to move on to the next question, so, uh, oh man, somebody's, I'm the producer now, okay, so, what have you created that you are most proud of? Right, and okay, Nick, we're going to take the podcast as read here, so you can't say the podcast. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I rewired a house by myself. It's pretty impressive. Okay, you can't rewire a house. A house isn't made of wires, you dickhead. <laughs> Electrically rewire one. No, you can't rewire a house. It's made of bricks, you dickhead. Okay, that goes for everyone in the chat. What have you, what have you created that you are most proud of? Can't speak. I, I wrote a movie script that I was quite proud of. <laughs> oh. You never told us about that. Uh, Sean, Sean about it. I create a game. Zovia like just a... said, I'm stumped. What are you talking about? Uh, Zadmar, um, Richard says his son. Yeah, well oh. done. Must be nice to know you're not shooting bugs. I was quite proud of my game. Even though I didn't touch on hardly any of it, but... We played it for, like, six months, Nick. I know, I know. It was a bit of a slow burner. <laughs> <laughs> it's my first time, but to be fair, yeah. In, uh, the, the amount of things I wrote down about it, created myself, like, my story and that, like the, map, like, the map of the worlds. And do you remember it was, like, a kind of weird world that had different American and British... Connections and stuff. Yeah, it's got. I was quite proud of that. Cool. Would you say that being being a zombie game and it was six months long, it shambled along? <laughs> oh, <but not> <laughs> um. All right. So Pete, you wrote a movie script. Nick, your zombie game. Uh, Richard said his son. Eric, what about you? You are you're a creative gentleman. Eric Lamoureux. Can't think of anything. You <laughs> retard. Of course you can. He's, I guess my latest map. I love that the creative types are like all fucking stumped by this. It's ridiculous. I wrote fuck all. Write my name. No, you can't. You wrote Steve on the blackboard. We discussed this earlier. Brain. Ne next to it. No, I, I, but no, Eric makes a good point. He says he's never satisfied. And I, I completely agree. It's like, mm. as soon as you finish writing something, if you're a creative person, you, you kind of, um, you finish it and then you're just like, yeah, I, I know that was good, but now I've got to do better. Like, and and I do do totally understand that. Like, because we can look at um, the body of work that that Eric and Zovia and Richard have done and be like, how can you not be proud of yourself? Like, you're yeah. you're, you're geniuses, but it's it's so easy for us to say that as outside observers. 
But then you as yourself, if you were one of those people, would just constantly want to keep bettering yourself. This is why you always have that pressure on yourself to keep wanting to go, yeah, I have to top it. I have to top it. I have to top it. And this is why it's so stressful to be a creative person. Jesus, you went a bit dark there. Fuck. She says, I cut my wrists so people have pretty things, lol. (laughs) Man, I haven't heard that kind of stuff since uh, for about 20 years. Lol. <laughs> Lol. But yeah, okay, so um I I think I don't know, of of the stuff that I've made that I'm quite proud of. I personally would say I rather was proud of the Alice in Wonderland um conversion that I did from uh fucking uh what fuck was it? A D and D to Pathfinder. There we go. Even though I hate Alice in Wonderland and it's shit. That's for you, Eric. I'm proud of your punning the bonds, man. That was classic. Thank you so much to everyone that came. That, that it was really, really good to um, have a chat with you all. Thank you to Zovia, Eric, um, to Richard, and to Frog Dick, aka Matt. It was awesome to have you guys here, and to everyone else that was spectating. It was really cool. Um, so thank you very much. It was awesome to chat to you guys. Thank you so much. Yes, man, it was really cool. I really enjoyed this. And I'm going to um, edit this down into something listenable. But yeah, um, thank you so much. I really enjoyed chatting with you guys. So cheers. Um, much appreciated. <clears throat> I don't care that you won your money back, Eric. You didn't pay me anything for this. All right. Well, I hope you all guys... I think we should do this more anyway, to be honest with you. Totally. And I hope you all... all... Shut up, Peter. You're not even... Why, why are you even here? No, I love you, man. Because you, because you invited me. You wrote me up an hour before. Then are you coming over this no, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't do that. Okay. <laughs> All right, mate. Uh, I'll see you later, everyone. Thank you so much for coming on. Love you. Wicked. Love you. Bye. All right. See you guys. Bye bye.